service. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about the five-year anniversary of Disgraceland, the launch of season 11, 50 Cent, Letterkenny, ACDC, and more. Your calls, your texts, your DMs, me reading the phone book, and a whole lot of Rosie. All right, this goes. Let's get into it. Yes, we are here. We are together. We are one. We are celebrating. Lots to celebrate this week. We just hit our five-year anniversary, everybody. Five-year anniversary of Disgraceland and launched season 11 of Disgraceland all in the same week. First, on the five-year anniversary, I cannot believe it's been five years. I mean, come on. This is nuts. Time flies when you are having fun, for real. Sincerely, literally, time has flown by since we launched back in 2018. Real quick, top five episodes of Disgraceland in reverse order without me thinking about it at all. Number five, part two of the Miles Davis episode. Don't know why, but I love this episode. It's a great team effort, I think. I think that's why I'm always thinking of this one. I feel like the storytelling we're trying to do and the writing that I'm trying to do, it finally got close to that part of the creative ether that I'm always trying to approach. And I, I also, I know that Matt Bowden and Ryan Spraker on our team who handled the audio design and the original music, they nailed this one. Check out the Miles Davis episode number four, uh, the Gigi Allen episode, because I don't know, it's just so damn rock and roll. And I think it's fucking awesome to have a Gigi Allen episode of a podcast. And I remember writing this episode and making it with Sean Cahalan back in the day and a bit of a fever dream that in a way mirrors some of the madness that Gigi had going on before we bought it um, with 100% less of the drugs, however. Number three, the Jay-Z episode. Because um, I feel like of all the episodes I've released and written the ratio on this one of me thinking I hit it out of the park and not getting the reaction I wanted is the widest. Um, I loved this episode when I made it. I was so fucking pumped, man. I remember listening to the mix and just being like, oh shit, we're hitting this new level. And then I released it and it was like fucking crickets. I remember calling, uh, well not crickets, but in my world crickets. And I remember calling Brady, my business partner, double Elvis and being like, ah, I'm just bummed. 
I think people aren't into this like I thought they were going to be. And of course, he reminded me that uh, we were uh, within the first week or two of an international pandemic and that I should chill the fuck out and uh, just consider that maybe some other people had other shit going on in the world besides my silly little podcast, which he was, of course, 100% correct about. But anyways, the Jay-Z episode lives on. I always think of that one when I think of ones that I really like. Number two, the Frank Sinatra episode. Uh, Frank, kind of the similar similar character to Jay-Z in a lot of ways, and that's definitely the, the, the nut of my Jay-Z episode. Um, but the Frank episode, one of my favorite music cue drops from the entire series, uh, the United States government gangster as fuck. I love that drop so much that I took the song we used in that drop and I used it for the theme for this uh, after party bonus episode. You know that. That's the theme song we play at the top. Uh, number one. Okay, I'm doing a cop out here with number one. Three-way tie. Jerry Lee Lewis because OG props to the episode that started it all and gave this show its name. Tied with next week's coming episode of ACDC in the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, because that episode, man, it combines... Just the shit I love. The music and the true crime. It com- It's the combination. It's the peanut butter and the chocolate and the way that makes me creatively high in the best possible way. I remember being a little kid and playing for my little sister uh, the song that that the media kind of like hung on ACDC, their song Night Prowler, uh, and said, you know, they're, they kind of try to make the case that you'll hear in the episode, they try to make the case that they inspired Richard Ramirez with that song and it was nuts, but I remember not knowing any of that and being a little kid and playing that song for my my little sister at the time, Steph, who I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this, but I remember scaring the shit out of her. <laughs> Such a bad big brother. Uh, just because the song is kind of about this murderer and there's a whole story to it. And I remember like making up this story that it was real and telling her and freaking her out. And I don't know, man, she was probably like 10 years old at the time. I apologize if I left scars. Anyhow, the ACDC Richard Ramirez episode that's coming, that's, that's one that really embodies what this podcast is about. Um, but also the 50 Cent episode that we just released, the number one, the first episode of the recently relaunched season 11, because man, oh man, did that dude make me work for it. Trying to distill 50 Cent's crimes and transgressions into one episode was no small task. Even after researching it and writing it and reviewing multiple mixes, I still can't tell you how many times the dude has been arrested. It was that many times, too many times, and that was all before he was shot, and not to mention the murder of his mom. And there was so much to cover, but for me, the highlight was this high-speed motorcycle chase that 50 Cent details in his autobiography between him and the cops when he was suspected of a double murder as a kid. (laughs) Crazy to just hear yourself say that. Um, Anyways, we, we recreated that that chase in direct homage to the chase scene from the great film, The French Connection. So check that episode out. It's one of my all-time faves already, and it was just released. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Like I said, season 11 is officially underway here. That means new full episodes of Disgraceland every Tuesday. We're doing these bonus episodes every Thursday. That's two episodes per week, every week. This is the new way we're doing it. We're rolling this way from here on out got a whole bunch of stories. We've got the team to execute it. Now's our time. So make sure you're subscribed and listening week to week. Next week, like I said, is ACDC, then Mac Miller, Leonard Skinner, Otis Redding, two-parter on Willie Nelson, Sly Stone, MC5, Skip James, and a two-parter on Lou Reed that I know is going to piss a lot of people off. And that I, I fully, if, you know, Lou Reed 
had ever heard this episode that were these episodes were about to release, he would not be happy, but he was never fucking happy. So that probably means we were on the right track here. At least I like to think that way. Um, and then after that, we're heading straight into season 12. And the music storytelling doesn't stop in the RSS feed anymore, guys. You know this. We've got a new YouTube channel with stories that aren't part of the podcast. Last week, we dropped our look at The Who's tragic concert at Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati back in 1979. This week, uh, we're also doing another another story on a, on a legendary concert on James Brown's performance at the Boston Garden back on 1968. Uh, this is the day after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. It was a it was a big deal. There were a lot of ramifications of this show. Um, it went a long way in keeping the peace in Boston, in my city. So this one meant a lot to me. I'm very happy with the storytelling that the team did, and uh, I hope you check that out. And like I said, that is only available on YouTube. It's not going to be released as a podcast. You got to go over to youtube.com slash at disgracelandpod and subscribe there. Uh, we do these deep dives like this James Brown one and the Who one. We do these every week. We, do, we release them on Sundays, but we do these daily videos as well. Uh, they're shorts. They're, they're 60 second stories, misadventures, music misadventures, I call them. Got a ton. Stevie Wonder, Dean Martin, the Beastie Boys, way more. Uh, like I said, head over to uh, youtube.com slash at pod and subscribe. All right. If you are here, then you know it is the five-year anniversary of Disgraceland. You guys are writing to me constantly asking about archived episodes that were previously only available uh, exclusively. And we are re-releasing these every couple of weeks so that you guys have time to listen, to binge, to catch up. You're not overwhelmed. And this past week, we just released all of season one in conjunction with the five-year anniversary. So if you're on that nostalgia tip and long for Jerry Lee Lewis, Sid Vicious, Sam Cooke, the Norwegian black metal dudes, Michael Alec, and more, the gang is all here and waiting for you in the Disgraceland feed, wherever podcasts are available, all of season one. Go check that out. All right, as promised, your calls, your texts, and your voicemails coming up right after the break. Do you love bad movies? I'm talking about movies where Jason Statham saves the day or a lifetime thriller about a killer flight instructor or basically anything made in the 1980s that was set in the not too distant future. Now, if all of that seems up your alley, then you are going to love the podcast, How Did This Get Made? I've been listening to this podcast, it seems like for forever, and I keep going back to it because it is hysterical. Every episode, comedians Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Mansukis dissect the best, worst films ever made and their often bizarre production stories. Some of you guys are going to know Paul, June, and Jason, the hosts, from many of their appearances in films, animation, uh, television, on stage, these uh, improv, these guys, great, great, great comics. Uh, and they're just funny as hell. And these episodes are hysterical. They just did this episode on this cult action movie called Samurai Cop. All right, just that title alone tells you that it's going to be funny to digest. Where they, the star of this movie, of course, is a stuntman, goes to prison after filming because they stole a Rembrandt painting at gunpoint from a church. Of course, the best part of this podcast is these guys watch these movies so that you don't have to. And sometimes even they're joined by hilarious guests, Seth Rogen, Conan O'Brien, 
Okay, I'm not the only one who thinks this show is hysterical. What are you waiting for? Go listen to How Did This Get Made, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership in an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. All right, welcome back. You guys know that this show, this bonus episode, this is all about the back and forth, the conversation we're having together, the give and the take over the music storytelling that we do here at Disgraceland, all the subjects we cover, the ones we've yet to cover but that you want to hear, all the awesome music, films, television that inspires us to create, keeps us all entertained, lots of ways to get in touch at Disgraceland Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, or you can call me and leave me a voicemail and I'll respond here in these episodes or you can text and I'll do the same. That's 617-906-6638. Call me, 617-906-6638. Like I said, call me just like Nathan here from the 843. Hey, Jake. Nathan calling from beautiful Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. I clean swimming pools for a living. And I got to make sure I got the right pair of shorts on so that uh, my phone isn't pulling my shorts off while I listen to you. Cannot get enough. Um, I've I've already double dosed on some episodes uh, because they were so damn good. I've got two suggestions for you. Uh, the first one being Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I don't know if you've done one on them, but um, those guys are blamed for getting a lot of people hooked on drugs as a band. Uh, quite a story. Uh, the other one I got for you, which I would love for you to do, um, would be John Belushi. I know he's more known as a comedian, but as you know, he was a very gifted musician, and I'd see it as the uh, reverse of the Tupac story, musician to actor, where it's, you know, actor-comedian to then musician, a la the Blues Brothers. Um, the John Belushi story as you know, tied to so many other actors and musicians. And um, I would say he's like a three-part episode. So love you, brother. You're brilliant. Um, I I think that that your cadence, your delivery, uh, you are definitely um, 
the Mark Twain of podcasts, and you paint pictures as good as Norman Rockwell. I, I completely love you, brother. Peace. All right, Nathan. Don't lose your shorts, dude. Hike those puppies up. May I suggest a uh, a 90s fanny pack, perhaps, for your phone while listening so you don't drop it in the pool while you're listening to Disgrace and, and that your shorts don't fall and you end up in some some weird situation. All of a sudden, you got a court date you're going to need a ride to because you've lost your license, perhaps, because, I don't know, your fucking pants are down at work, dude. You're, you don't sound like the guy who's going to have a license and be able to get to your court date. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, don't drop the phone in the pool and don't let your shorts fall either. Uh, anyways, in all seriousness, thank you for the call. Uh, and to answer your question, we did release a Tom Petty episode back in season nine when we were exclusive, uh, but that has yet to be re-released, but it will be soon. As for John Belushi, we did we also did an episode on John Belushi for this other podcast that I host called Badlands. You can search Badlands wherever podcasts are available. You'll find the John Belushi episode. Thank you for listening, Nathan, and for being a good sport. And let me give you some shit. Hey, Jake, this is Matt from Los Angeles um, calling you. Finally got around to listening to the Halloween episode on Sabbath, and um, I thought it was interesting how you worked the case of the murder on the devil's teeth into that story. Um, that I grew up reading about that in New Jersey. We had a publication called Weird New Jersey that uh, covered it based on um, – citizens writing in their memories of it when it happened, which it gained enough interest where there's a podcast called The Devil's Teeth, as well as a book with the same name that kind of covers that De Palma, that unsolved De Palma murder. Uh, Turns out it was probably the son of a local police chief, and it was covered up. Nothing new there, sadly. But um, anyway, I thought that was kind of a cool little surprise to hear that. Uh, on your show, which I enjoy. So if you're, you probably know about the De Palma case, maybe you don't, but, uh, yeah, look into the devil's teeth and weird New Jersey or for anyone else who listened and uh, was curious. Peace. All right. Matt from the weird New Jersey checking in. Matt is talking about the quote unquote devil's teeth murder that happened in New Jersey back in the 1970s. Just an awesome true crime story chilling it kind of reminded me a lot of i know i know it's not true but it reminded me a lot of true detective uh the devil's teeth murder that matt is referencing and that's a story that i used to frame our black sabbath episode you can check that episode out if you have not already to hear what matt is referencing uh for true crime nerds the devil's teeth story uh in the context of 1970s black sabbath it's uh it's a good one to sink your your teeth into get at that all right, from the 831, we got a check-in from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, man. One of the best podcasts probably in the history of podcasts. I listen to you almost every day at work. I run a jazz club. I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I do other types of music too, but we're primarily a jazz club. Um, I've spent over 30 years in the professional music industry in Northern California, uh, I've worked for Tom Waits for 13 years, and I have three Grammy Awards and a gold record in conjunction with working with Mr. Tom Waits, who is an incredible artist and a human being. And uh, with that being said, uh, I'm a music junkie, and I get off on so many insightful things, uh, all of your artists, finding out about artists I don't know about, finding out about artists that I already know about, that I didn't know enough about. Anyway, love what you do. Keep it coming. I'm addicted. Peace out. 
Yo, love, love, love Tom Waits. Uh, one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, what an incredible experience it must have been to work for him as a guy who runs a jazz club out west, dude. I'm curious what you thought of our Chet Baker episode. Uh, Chet was, of course, as you know, uh, as most people know, a great, except Miles Davis. Uh, most people would consider Chet Baker a great jazz musician. Miles Davis did not, but that's, I digress. Anyways, uh, I believe Chet was originally from Oklahoma. I think I'm right on that. Anyway, write me, call me back. Let me know, 617-906-6638. Let me know about Chet in Oklahoma, uh, what you thought of the Chet Baker episode there. Uh, all right, let's do some text Jody from the 616 writes, hello to Jake from the 616 to the 617. I'm Jody R. And my kid who loves great music, see what she did there, got me into your pod, smiley face. I would love to hear more about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and sometimes Young. The stories about them are wild. For example, Ohio was written and released days after the Kent State incident. True or lore, she asks. And if true, how did they pull it off? I don't know. Uh, loving the YouTube content as it's not just filming the pod piece and rock rolla Yeah, you know, this is a great idea, Jody. I never thought of, um, of course, I knew about the song Ohio from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. And I knew it was inspired by Kent State, but I never, I never thought about... Uh, being able to use that song is my way into the Kent State shooting. And I love that idea. So I think I'm going to suss that out. I think I'm going to put that on the list, high on the list of things we can we can research and write about and create uh, an episode with. And when I get into that, Jody, I will share uh, what I learned with you, obviously, and you'll hear about it in the podcast. All right. The 440 writes, Hey, Jake, looking forward to new season of Disgracely. I wanted to ask you if you have thought about doing an episode on the Cow Sills. Their father ruined the band and most of the children's lives in the band and also on the Four Seasons, the bad boys of Jersey who had the mob connections and one of them ended up highly in debt and they were all arrested for skipping out on a hotel bill in Ohio. Yes, I saw that Four Seasons movie that Clint Eastwood did. I fucking loved that movie. Um... I feel like that movie doesn't uh, get mentioned enough. I don't know. Maybe it does. Actually, now that I think about it, sure it does. There was like a Broadway musical made about it. Um, uh, but, you know, I never thought about doing the Four Seasons, but I think I'm going to only to explore the Joe Pesci-ness of it all because I know he was affiliated with those guys and he was kind of a a guy who wasn't quite a connected guy, but he was in that orbit and that's always interested me. And maybe the Four Seasons is my way into find out more about that Joe Pesci nature there uh, to that story. The Kyle Sills, you know, other people have mentioned the Kyle Sills to me. Um, I don't know much about this band. I know people love them. Um, I think I met one of them once, Cindy Cowsill. Does that sound right? I don't know, way back. All right, um, I'll look into it. I'll see what's there. Uh, like I said, other people have mentioned the castles before, so I will check that out. All right, uh, Caitlin from the 860 writes, Hi, Jake. I've been a Disgraceland fan since season three. Subscribed immediately when you announced your YouTube channel. Can't wait for the new season. Why, thank you, Caitlin. Anyways, I'm just curious if you were thinking of doing a boy band episode. Um, I get that it's not your scene, but honestly, I'd love to hear your take on Lou Perlman. She actually said something else that I'm not going to read. Uh, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Rock-a-rolla. All right, Kate, Caitlin, you do mention uh, Lou Perlman here. And this is something that I'm totally interested in. It is on the list. I'm going to get into this at some point. I'm fascinated by it. I'm also fascinated by the whole K-pop thing. I don't know a lot about either of these scenes. 
Um, but I know that Lou Perlman was up to some shady stuff. I think he's in prison, actually. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, yes. Yes, I'm going to get into Lou Perlman and the boy band stuff at some point, whether in one or multiple episodes. All right, you guys know the drill. If you want to be featured on the show or just need to get at me and get something off your chest, information on what episodes you dug, which episodes you want to hear, interesting stories about the folks we talk about in the episodes, or hell, just one dude just text me gravestone photos of dead mafia dudes. Whatever you guys want, you can hit me up with it at 617-906-6638. All right, back in a flash with some recommendations. Alrighty then, the recommendations part. This is the recommendations part. One day, we're going to have a nifty little theme song for this segment, but until then, you're going to have to go with my dry ass speaking into a microphone and just calling it the recommendations part. All right, I got lots of recs this week and some thank yous and some consensus texts on how Babylon sucked and how Tar was great. But if you remember, I asked for this sort of light 30-minute kind of funny, not too serious TV series that I could watch at the end of the night with my wife before we went to bed. Nothing too heavy, nothing that was going to bum us out or be too long or too intense or rile me up, get me excited. Uh, On Facebook, Instagram, text, I got numerous messages from you guys with weird statements about how I needed to give my nuts a tug or that it was time to pitter patter or let's get at her, or, you know, what's, what's it is that I appreciate about you. And these weird coded messages were sometimes just that just coded and weird, but oftentimes included a recommendation for the TV show that they come from letter Kenny. And I told you guys a couple of after parties ago that I would check letter Kenny out and Holy crap. Am I glad that I did? I love this fucking show. And I to find out, I thought it was new. I thought it was one limited series with six episodes. There's like 11 seasons or something. And there was a YouTube. It came out of YouTube. So there's other, there's all kinds of stuff. This is a phenom, this thing. And I've never heard of it. There's so much content now, man. It's so hard to stay on top of shit. Um, This show's from Canada, and judging from the incoming messages that I've received, it's a hit here in the States as well. They're still making this show. Season 11 just dropped of Letterkenny in uh, December 2022 on Christmas. I feel weird talking about this show like I'm some authority. I'm not, clearly. I'm a total newbie, and the show's been around since 2015, but whatever. It's new to me, and like I said, they're still making and releasing episodes and producing spinoffs. Shorzy, you'll learn about Shorzy. Uh, Jared Kiso, I think that's how you pronounce the creator's name. He's brilliant. He's in the show. Um, his character, Wayne, is fucking hysterical. I want to be friends with Wayne. I want a Wayne in my life. I've had various Waynes in my life, I, f- I feel like. I need a new Wayne. Um, but best I can describe the show is to say it's Canada's version of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but that's like saying a band is Canada's version of the Beatles. No offense to Canada, but, you know, it's tough to go apples to apples with this. Letter Kenny is entirely unique and 100% hysterical. Uh, Letter Kenny, it's on Hulu. Check it out. You know, pitter-patter. All right, more from the What I Watched recommendations pile, because I watched a lot of stuff this last week and weekend. I watched uh, Brian De Palma's first film. I think it's his first movie. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. It's the erotic thriller, Dressed to Kill with Michael Caine from 1980. Fun to watch. Good. Not great. Not as good as Blowout, De Palma's film that came after this one, which I always thought was De Palma's first film, but 
It wasn't. Uh, like I said, Dressed to Kill, the erotic thriller, came before. Uh, I'd say John Travolta won that this round with Michael Caine, but if you're scrolling through wherever you get your movies and this pops up, it's worth watching. Um, I also watched the horror film Barbarian with friend of the pod, Justin Long, and Georgina Campbell. And wow, this movie's amazing. It's from last year. It's a horror film. Like I said, knocked me out, scary as hell, twisted, great story, great acting, had me checking the locks on my door in the middle of the night. Uh, I love the actor Georgina Campbell as well, and I'm looking forward to seeing her in more stuff. That's Barbarian. Highly recommend it. Uh, if you like horror movies, you've probably already watched this, though. But if you don't and you kind of just nibble around the edges of horror, check this one out. It's new and it's great. All right. What I'm listening to. I am stoked about this one. I'm listening to this epic playlist that I just made at the request of the good old folks at Spotify who asked me to put together a playlist based on the Disgraceland series, so I did just that. And I put my high-fidelity John Cusack hat on and tried to really go to town on the sequencing so that it made sense and flowed in a way that would appeal to all listeners of Disgraceland, new ones, old ones, uh, young folks, older folks, people who are into classic rock and aren't into hip-hop, and people who are into hip-hop and aren't into classic rock and punk and country and soul and R&B, the whole thing. And I sequenced it in a way that I think actually makes some sort of contextual sense in my weird brain. And, and hopefully when you're listening to it, you can flow through it and, and know where I'm coming from and you'll get the reference points to the actual podcast, to the series. I, I couldn't get every artist that we've covered in there. Sadly, Gigi Allen did not make the cut, but others didn't as well. Uh, Led Zeppelin, for some reason, I just I, I would have fucked up my whole thing by the time I got the Zeppelin. Little Richard also omitted. But, but, but you will hear the sequencing and it will make sense. And you won't, you will not miss those artists when we go Oasis to Bowie to Mac Miller uh, to for, and then get on into the sonic highways of ACDC and ASAP Rocky and the Beatles and the Notorious B.I.G. and Black Sabbath and many, many, many more. Uh, you're going to understand why certain artists are here and others aren't. This playlist is like five hours long. It'll hopefully give you all the right Disgraceland feels. Uh, as of the recording of this episode, the playlist hasn't yet published, so I'm not sure how you get it, but you can hit me up on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure by the time you hear this, it'll be live, and I'll let you know. I will have shouted about it by then, or I suppose you can just open Spotify and search Disgraceland playlist, and I'm sure it'll just pop right up. Just look for my mug. All right. I'm reading another book on racing. I'm obsessed with this sport. I'm reading Driving with the Devil, Southern Moonshine, Detroit Wheels, and the Birth of NASCAR by Neil Thompson. It's an awesome book. Um, almost as much transgression in the history of NASCAR racing as there is in rock and roll. And I'm loving learning about the sport and stoked to say that I am headed to the Daytona 500 this weekend. Hell yes. More on that next week. I will report back uh, and more after this break. All right, let's recap Disco's number one. Season 11 of Disgraceland just 
launched. 50 Cent waits for you in your feeds. Number two, ACDC is coming out next. Number three, youtube.com slash at Disgraceland pod to subscribe to even more Disgraceland music storytelling. Number four, Letterkenny is awesome. Number five, call me 617-906-6638. Let me know what's on your mind or send me a text. Finally, my moment of zen, my reading of the phone book in honor of our five-year anniversary. I'm kicking this one back to the double five. 55, 1955, that is, for reading from the mid-50s American West from Temecula, California. I give you me reading names and numbers I otherwise never would have read had some disco not once quipped. I'd listen to that guy read the phone book. So away we go. Anderson, Clifford, Pujol Street, TEM 12, B&B Shell Service, Highway 395, TEM 192. BBRH Cafe, Temecula, Tem, 24, Crabtree, O.L., Randolph, 8-1552, Knott's Garage, Front Street, Tem, 22, Larson, Ole Mrs., Temecula, Tem, 101, Metropolitan Water District, 46955, Rainbow Corner Road, Randolph, 8-1572. Meyer, Peter, Fallbrook Corner, Randolph, 8-1692. Tim's Tiny Acres Restaurant, Highway 395, Fallbrook, Randolph, 814191. Watson, Chase, Temecula Street, T-E-M. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.